0: This is Till Death Do Us Recap. I'm Britt. And I'm Tim. And we are recapping Married at First Sight, Season 13, Episode 8.
1: Entitled, Family, Friends and Feelings, Oh My. (laughs) And boy, were there all of those things present. All
0: of those things were present. Um, We hope you guys had a lovely week. Happy weekend. Um, I started a new job this week. Tim is in night class as well as working. So our lives are crazy right now. And so we've kind of agreed that Saturdays are a realistic promise to make that our episodes will be out by. And then if you should be so lucky to get an episode on a Thursday or a Friday, then you know that it's a super surprise. Um, And I'm sure that this will change. But this is just for right now in this moment of life. And
1: with two pods a week.
0: Yeah, and I'm hoping that works for all because then there's still plenty of time to catch up on it, enjoy your weekend, and build up to the next week of episodes. So um, this was a great episode in that it was like chock full of shit.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there we had house warmings. We had... Girls' dates, guys' dates, mm-hmm. individual friend Friends hangouts. Advices. It was
0: it was a ooh. lot,
1: lot to keep track of.
0: Okay, well, let's start with Michaela and Zach because <laughs> there's a lot there, and, you- and we have spent the least amount of time with them, mm-hmm. and so this, and we're picking up obviously where we left off after all of their drama last week. Um, so I guess. So we're basically between the pastor cow meeting, where as viewers we thought this was resolved.
1: Yes. Right.
0: Um, Zach would tell us that he that they even talked on the phone after the pastor cow thing, and he perceived from that that they really truly were resolved. Yes. Michaela says differently later and on, unfiltered, and we will get into that. But um we kind of start with the with Zach meeting with his friend because this is between yeah. this is between Pastor Cal Meetup and what is supposed to be their housewarming. Yes, which apparently within a day or two of the Pastor Cal thing, she had a freak out. She sent text messages to best friends and Zach saying the housewarming is canceled. And this to him, was, like, the ultimate, like, confirmation of all of his fears. Like, he was, like, you know, because he's been very fixated on the idea of red flags and the way she deals with conflict being a red flag. And yet, I think he did find understanding in that Pastor Cal thing. But then, for within 24 hours, her to do this really emotionally immature rash choice again and cancel the housewarming, clearly set him over the edge. And so when he's talking to his friend, personally for me, I feel like Zach seemed completely closed off this entire episode.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Like just towards her.
1: Yeah. I mean at the here
0: And I'm not saying that he doesn't have good reason to. I'm just saying like I felt like there was not even like a crack in My- there for him to give himself over to, like, being vulnerable or understanding her. And, again, I'm not even saying that she deserves it. I'm not saying that her behavior wasn't really out of control this week. But, yeah. Okay, tell me your thoughts.
1: No, I mean, I completely shifted my opinion on kind of where I was, I, if for lack of a better word, whose team I was on. Okay. And at the beginning, I was totally Team Zach at the beginning of this episode. Right. I think that for her I had written down that I think that she lacks some self-awareness mm-hmm. big time. And especially at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. I just thought it was completely weird and ridiculous to just shoot him a text after they seemingly had this good conversation. And now she's not doing the heart, she's not doing the housewarming. Yeah. Um, as the episode goes on, I totally understand where you're coming from. And I think you have the correct analyses with he just just closed off. He's and done. He's it done. It feels
0: like he's done. He's yeah. like, I have decided who you are, what archetype you represent in my brain. There is no room for me to change that anymore. I've seen enough. You know, he, has, he gets way too sensitive. He, he's very
1: sensitive. I think.
0: This is what's hard for me though, is like, there is something to be said for if you had a pattern in your life where you kept being drawn to toxic people and or relationships that you allowed to continue. Um, and then now you're in this place where you're like really actively trying to do it differently and if this person is exhibiting behaviors from the past from that you know you you qualify as this old thing i think that it's fair to be concerned and i do think that her behavior it's just i know exactly what she's doing because i feel like when i was like 19 or 20 years old i would have felt some of these things you know so i can see it like Anytime she feels vulnerable or like, oh, no, I think I like him more than he likes me or like, oh, no, what if he doesn't like me at all? We better cancel everything because that would just be embarrassing. Like these very rash things that make you feel like you're protecting yourself. But really, they just make more of a scene Mm -hmm. and make it all worse. But then here's the thing with him. That's hard for me is I do feel like he talks about all of these past relationships As if he has no responsibility in them.
1: Exactly.
0: And that is what... uh, You want to talk red flag? For me, a guy in his late 20s who his synopsis of why all the relationships he had before didn't work, it's all those women's fault. Yeah. You can't help but like cock your head a bit and Mm -hmm. go, hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you were playing an active role in those relationships and there was something about you... That wanted to be in them. I feel like this is a case of like. I see all of the perspectives. To the point where it's like. Not helpful for me. But at the end of the day. They are not getting each other. And that's no. the point. No. So we. Um.
1: So she has a change of heart. Yeah I she guess. has a
0: change of heart. She obviously realizes that After she going overreacted. Yeah she went to sleep. She wakes up. She realizes she overreacted.
1: Um, this is what I mean, though, in terms of uh, the behavior is immature behavior, yeah, and and this is that's I think that's where I was getting at when I was talking when I mentioned the lack of self awareness at times mm-hmm. is because I think you know I don't she's thirty but she's not she's not I mean this this brash she
0: hasn't been in a relationship for a long time
1: okay I'm, I'm just sure. yeah 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 I'm just saying the Oh, I don't want to have housewarming. I'm am te- I'm, n- I'm not just I'm not even bringing this to a conversation with my husband. Right. I'm going. I'm texting him. Texting him, and I'm texting all my friends, and I'm saying this is off. And then to wake up the next day and They'll be like, matter. oh, actually, it, I had a change of heart. That's very. I mean,
0: for sure. When you're this early, if I was him, I'd be like, oh my god, what is happening? Like this bitch be cray. Perhaps you might think that. Yeah,
1: um, <laughs> I, I think. I, I mean, my issue with her is I think that she says all of the right things, and I th- felt like this came up at the housewarming also mm-hmm. when she was talking to his friends. friends. She says all the right things, but none of the practice lines up. Yeah, with don't what line she's up doing with
0: how her, she you know,
1: and behaves. so I, I can't.
0: But it's hard because you're like, are you full of shit? Or are you really actively working towards manifesting those things that you believe in? You know, there's
1: I don't this- think she's full of shit. I don't. I don't I, and, that's the, and that's the issue. That's the problem. I feel like
0: she really earnestly believes these things and she wants to do it. Right. But she's got all this trauma that she hasn't worked through. She's got all of these like protective mechanisms that she's used in the past to deal with crap. Um, and yeah, I mean, they're it's both
1: just, taking these small, they're both, they're being both childish they are, in their they own are. ways. They're both taking these small things, conflating them and then making brash decisions based off of the, how big they blew something up. Yeah. So a small thing, like a miscommunication. He's gone for an hour. She blows it up, makes that a thing like he's abandoning me forever yeah. I'm out. I'm leaving. Yeah, exactly. You know, he she takes a small thing like, I'm not, I don't want to do this housewarming. She, They're both handling it the wrong way. Yes. There's, both mis- there's miscommunication on both sides. He takes this to be like the biggest thing that could ever happen yeah, that so she wavered for 24 hours about yeah. having a housewarming. And now by the end of the episode, his anxiety, he can't eat, he can't sleep. And he's like, I have to get away from here. So- it, yeah. there's 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 small communication breakdowns that are turning small things into big big things because and then they're still, reacting in big ways to those big things we're
0: in checklist mentality still yeah and when you're in checklist mentality you're basically always looking for not only do they check the boxes that i want checked but do they check the oh no boxes and i feel like that's that can just get you and it's hard because it's like everyone should have standards right but then at the same time when you get too caught up in that way of looking at things you're kind of always setting your person up for failure because at some point they're gonna fuck up and if you already have this like list of like oh like bad things They're just going to keep confirming your, like you're looking for the negative. You're going to find it, you know? And go. Well, I was just going to say, let's move into the party.
1: I was just going to say real fast. It's important. This is where I think they are really hurt by the lack of the honeymoon. Yes. Because it is a fun environment in which you have activities and dates and sunsets and poolside drinks to get to know each other, but in a fun environment yeah. where there isn't all of this pressure. Yeah. And so for them to have the week apart, just be communicating via text and FaceTime and then start real life. You it's the, a week lost of learning yeah. the other person's rhythm Yeah. and a week loss of building trust and intimacy that then can cement over these little miscommunications right. that you're having now.
0: Totally. Yeah. So. so they have people over. She looks beautiful, by the way. I just really liked her outfit and the, the her earrings. Um, she's definitely, like, trying her best. You can feel she's, like, really trying to, like, put her best foot forward and, like, do... Like, okay, let's let's try and make this a good time. And it's but it's awkward because it's like they haven't. I I think he hasn't been staying with her ever since the Pastor Cal night. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she just seems like nervous. And she you can feel that she knows she's in the doghouse. Um and she talks to one of his friends and she does, she acknowledges, she acknowledges that this process has shown her. That she can get vindictive. Like, when she gets hurt, she wants to hurt. And she's learning how she affects other people's feelings in her processing her own feelings. Um, I thought it was funny. The friend was like, so when you talk to him, be different. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hmm, very good advice. <laughs> but She'd be different. I knew what he, she, I knew what he meant. Um, but something that I thought was interesting here is she was making the rounds talking to different people and she was being so humble with all of his people tell, telling them how highly she views him how wonderful she thinks he is how like patient and graceful he's been with her and acknowledging all of her shortcomings but i wrote she's telling everyone else what she sh- needs to be telling him mm. Meanwhile, he talks to her friends, basically, to find out, like, is this par for the course with Michaela? Like, is this... And I really liked her friends. I thought that they were really, like, grounded, reasonable people who mm-hmm. weren't sitting there trying to pretend that their friend was perfect. Yeah. But they also weren't throwing their friend under the bus. I thought they'd walk that line really well.
1: I thought it was really funny how... Because he keeps harping on, on her issues. And... Yeah. You know, he, he keeps saying, this is what really concerns me. I had this um, in my past relationships, these freakouts. I can't do it. And it's, it was funny to see their transition from being very understanding. And I was like, oh, this is really good. And then he just keeps harping and keeps harping and keeps harping. And then at the end of the conversation, um, so one of the friends was like, well, you don't know her that well right now. And it was, like, that that shift of, like, okay, we are going to give you some grace. We are going to field your questions. And then it was, like, hang on, you're talking about our best friend here. Like, pump the brakes. Right. <laughs> it was funny to see that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, but I did think that they gave, like, they basically said, like, look, once there's trust, once there's comfort and safety, you're not going to see this. But... Until then, this is like, this is just her freaking out about like letting someone in and like blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, I just felt like you can tell when someone has just, like I was saying earlier, has completely kind of hardened themselves to someone and like is like not gonna budge and like has no room to be moved. And I felt like he was like that for this entire episode, including when everybody leaves. And Michaela actually does exactly what I was hoping she would do, which is, you know, because after I'm like, okay, cool. She's saying all the right things to everybody except Tim. Everybody leaves, the dust settles, and she's like, let's talk. And they're talking in the kitchen. And she she acknowledges how scared she's been. And how bad her behavior has been as a result of that fear. And she proceeds to, like, really validate him as a person and how amazing she thinks he is and how genuine she thinks he is and how she really hopes that they can, like, move through this. It's just, it's actually, it's a very, like, humble. Mm -hmm. It feels like the first time she's been able to look him in the eye and, like, really humbly and detailedly, thoughtfully give a good apology that like encompasses everything
1: solid repair attempts being made here
0: he does not meet her with that softness at all he's very cold he's very standoffish he he expresses he has no hope he's scared he's scared to tell her what he's really feeling because she might freak out and then he does tell her what he's really feeling right after that which is i can't eat The second I got to this apartment building, I started feeling sick. I don't want to be here. I don't want to stay here. You can tell that she starts to get really upset and hurt. And I was sort of waiting, like, is she going to lash out and, like, kind of take back everything she just said? I could tell there was a piece of her that wanted to do that, but she didn't. Mm -hmm. And she stayed strong. And she was just like, okay, do what you need to do. And I just felt really sad for her in that moment.
1: Me too. They have not been on the same page since this post COVID. Like the yeah, ships passing, just like the ship. Really passing got set in the up night. For
0: failure with all of that. Yeah. But I just like I really. It's so interesting. I really thought it's just they had that wonderful great night of the wedding, and then like two nights after and travel days before they find out what happens to him. And they obviously had sex, and like I really thought that that was gonna like tide them, hold them over. Mm-hmm. But you're right. At the end of the day, they still missed out on so much important time, and then to go straight into quote real life with with none of the extra fancies, with no you know drinks and fun activities and romantic blah blahs. It does seem like, oh, God, I don't know if we can come back from this. Because he's, I mean, he just doesn't seem interested in coming back from it. Yeah. It seems like he's already written her off. So I I don't.
1: They need, like, Pastor Cal, like I said last week. They need Pastor Cal, like, every two days right now.
0: Yeah. So let's, from here, I want to talk a little bit about the girls hang. Because most of my notes about that were on Michaela. So again, we see how the lack of honeymoon has really like shortchanged her experience because Mm -hmm. she is not bonded to these girls in the same way, No, which really sucks because when they all first met the bachelor party night, they were, they they all had a ball together. And I really do think that if she had been on the honeymoon, that bond with the women would have happened, Mm -hmm. but because she missed that. And all she knows is that her relationship is going terribly. She's embarrassed by it. She doesn't want to admit it to anyone, and she certainly doesn't consider herself close to these girls. It was very uncomfortable watching this girls hang because she was very closed off. I when feel she doesn't like want was, to
1: be there, you can you can oh, tell yeah. she doesn't she want can't to be hide there. It. Yeah,
0: and she was kind of rude. Like she yeah. was kind of rude to the other girls, and like when people would ask her a couple questions, she would act like. Oh, wow, that's personal.
1: (laughs) Okay, I need to know your take about how it all went down with the sex talk. Okay. So Zach says, Michaela's gonna hate me for saying this, and admits,
0: confirms
1: Ryan's belief... Right. um, ...that they've had sex. They cut it together so it seems like the girls were having the same conversation at the exact same time. And... Michaela does a combo of, cause they do like thumbs up, thumbs down. So she puts her thumbs down
0: mm-hmm. to
1: indicate, no, they have not had sex. Mm-hmm. And at the same time says, Oh, but that's private.
0: Yeah. And she S- says it in a rude way. Like, I think that's kind of private. <laughs> like what's wrong with you girls for asking me? And I'm just like, bitch, don't, Don't project on everyone else because you're not happy right now. Yeah. Don't make everyone feel stupid or small for the fact that they want to talk about what they're going through.
1: Do you think that Zach did anything wrong in that situation?
0: Um, yes and no. Like, I don't think... I mean, yes, because it feels like he knew that he was doing something wrong and that he was disrespecting her. And Mm. he did it anyway, and he didn't even really like her that much, like, at that point... You know? So, yeah, yeah, I think a little disrespectful. Yeah. I think we've watched plenty of guys handle that question better where there's maybe a hint, but they're still honoring whatever they agreed upon with their partner. Yeah. And something tells, yeah, I'm just like, you knew better because you literally said so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And I don't think everybody would care about that. Yeah. But she she clearly would and did and yeah, so that was just weird. Like the whole thing that stood out to me at this girl hang beyond it was like Bow sharing real talk about her relationship. Yeah. And then Michaela sharing zero real talk, sitting there with kind of a stink face and then being rude when anybody asked her anything personal about her. And I was just like, she's being weird because she's in a bad mood. She doesn't have the same bond with these girls. She doesn't want to be here. Probably because her relationship isn't really happening right now. So she's just, like, resentful of the whole thing, and mm-hmm. that's why she's acting this way. Um, I think that it needs to be said before we move on that she was on Unfiltered with Gil and Brian. And poor Michaela. We have- Who's Brian? Ryan. I was mixing Brett and Ryan. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Couple name. Brian. <laughs> new person. Confuse yeah. everyone.
0: Um. Poor Michaela, I mean, how many times over under do you think at this point they have replayed the clip of her smashing the Clorox wipes into the table?
1: I think <laughs> Lifetime and Clorox have some like special sponsorship going on because they've played that so many oh times. Oh my
0: god, so many times. And poor Michaela in Unfiltered had to sit and watch it in front of everyone. Um, she's stone faced watching that scene. But A few things. She says they did not reconcile on the phone after the pastor cow thing. She says, no, there was like three sentence texting happening after that's it. In my mind, that is not resolution. She basically admitted that they did not develop a friendship before having sex. Well, obviously, because they had sex the first night, but that's something that like Gil and Ryan are sitting there talking about the sex stuff at the talk show you know, explaining why they understand that they haven't had sex yet. And then the host asks if she thinks they would have waited to develop more of a friendship before they had sex, would they be better friends now? And Michaela goes, oh, no. Basically, Michaela is doing absolutely nothing to hide the fact that they do not seem that they are together. And I have been... We avoid all spoilers. Like, the only... The only things that we like to look at are when someone provides like extra juicy context that maybe adds or enriches the story of the week of that episode. But we do not go seeking spoilers. And I know that there are spoilers out there about this couple in particular. I have avoided them. But it isn't rocket science to watch her on Unfiltered and make a big guess that they hate each other and that they are absolutely not together. So, I'm just so bummed. I feel like, on one hand, I feel like the way they started is really their demise. But then on the other hand, I feel like if it was that easy to, like, if it was really a seven day thing that sent you down a spiral versus success, then you were probably never that great to begin with. Uh,
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm concerned. Um,
0: Okay, let's talk about the boys hang. Okay. Because it's pretty Johnny heavy. And then we'll talk about Bow and Johnny.
1: Yes. Um, okay. Some thoughts about the boys hang.
0: Okay.
1: Ryan's personality keeps coming out. Mm-hmm. He seems like a genuinely fun hang. You know, they were ribbing each other, joshing each other, chewing the Joshua. fat. It was it was it was cool. I liked it. Yeah. Um and I think Jose, for, uh, we'll get more into Jose. I, I'm, he's starting to grow on me in terms of, like, the way he comforted Johnny, I thought was really, really sweet. It was so sweet. Follows him in the bathrooms, trying to lift him up, encourage him. Mm-hmm. Um, Gil is still the MVP yeah. of all of this. Yeah. Spits some major, major... Truths. Truths and life advice. Yeah. Um, those are just some thoughts I have off the top,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, everybody is basically talking about how, like, are you attracted? Are you attracted? I love how this is always like the central theme of the guys' first conversations. <laughs> um, but they all are just shocked when Johnny friggin' responds the way he does, which is like he. He can't even answer it. I mean, it's so obvious that he like doesn't view her in a, like a sexual light,
1: mm-hmm. you oh know. My and gosh. he's so
0: apprehensive to answer, and he's like, "I mean, I guess she's cute." And then you can tell that they're all like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> we got to talk about this."
1: I'm somewhat attracted to her, which is yes, yeah,
0: somewhat.
1: Essentially. Um, saying anything but yes right. is no, I'm not attracted. I mean, like, I obviously right. there's nuance there, but when you're asking that question, it's not going to get viewed with nuance. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so here's the thing, though, that I did think was interesting is you watch the guys interacting and you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's kind of like how Johnny seemed in Unfiltered a week or two ago and just very like almost like yeah well what can i do i'm not attracted to her what am i going to do about this but then i personally appreciated that by the time the hang was over cuz the guys were all giving really good advice like jose was like you need to be patient you need to be purposefully looking to see what the experts saw like that you could be missing or that you that you've missed in the last 8 years of your life when you've been single um he finally puts together at the end that this is ultimately a him problem. That he and he knows it is.
1: He doesn't know if he's ready. He he's, yeah, he, he's he starts out. he starts fucking spiraling. Yeah. He's like, I don't know if I'm ready for marriage.
0: Cuz clearly yeah. he's like if you don't have this component, you have nothing. And he's hearing the way all the other guys are like enjoying themselves and feel so open to like the ways that they're different or their wife maybe was different from someone in the past that they would have dated, which multiple of them talked about how they've been very open in their relationship on both sides about how you weren't someone that I would have chosen before, but that's obviously why we're here. Um, And you can tell that through hearing all of this by the end, He's basically freaking out because he realizes I can't see it that same way that the other guys do. And that must say something about me and where I'm actually at and if I'm actually ready or not. Um, and I would, you know. Yeah. Because he's so driven by his psychotic checklist and, like, fixating. Like, he's very obsessed with, like, this would be the moment that I would have left. No, this would have been the moment that I, I would have left. And It's like, like, we're not Johnny doing this, God. though. You're not,
1: like... You're in a different relation. Like, let's focus on what's ahead of us. And uh.
0: yeah. So let's move into them. Okay. Something that I think is really interesting. I've got to say, I think this was a great week for Bao. I feel like I got to know Bao so much better. I feel like she, like, a lot of things. She seems more comfortable. She seems like she's got a little bit more of the fuckets mm-hmm. because she's like.
1: Which we see next week <laughs> she fully says fuck
0: you. Oh, right. But she's I feel like she's to the point where she's like, okay hold on a second. We're not going to like, I am not going to tiptoe anymore. Like, there is some bullshit going on here Mm -hmm. and I have nothing to lose anymore because apparently you might not even like me or you might not even think I'm attractive. I feel like her voice is different. The way she is speaking is different. She's more direct. She's more comfortable. It's, it feels like she's like, I have nothing to lose anymore. And so I just feel like I, my faith in Bao as, like, a human and what she brings to the table. Mm -hmm. I've always liked her. But this this week, I saw her differently. I saw her in a more strong light. And so we open with her talking to her guy friend. Mm -hmm. Again, she seems so much more comfortable speaking with him and speaking her mind in front of this guy than Johnny, which, obviously... So she she says a bunch of stuff. She says Johnny's dismissive. Uh, he's been alone for eight years, and that's a really long time. There's a disconnect between what he says he wants and what he actually demonstrates. And he likes to say he's this amazing communicator, but he wears all of his He completely deflates and shuts down when he's not happy anymore. And I was just like, I am so impressed by her insight, because I fully agree, and I feel like that summed it up better than I ever could have. Um, so I really just liked seeing this side of her, and seeing like, oh no, she is seeing this shit clearly. Even when she's talking like a baby, or she's trying to be like, or she's feeling shy, inside she's seeing all that's happening right now, and she's not clueless to what he's being like.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Um, she, yeah, she has a great handle on what's going on. Yeah, she thought he was a frat boy and a bro. Oh, I was dying. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they get back from their respective hangs, and Johnny like brings it up in bed. In bed. Um, I just don't know if I'm ready, and I'm like, this is kind of a week. The it's night just-
0: before the housewarming. The
1: night party. before the house. Oh, yeah. And
0: he gives her just enough. To make her fucking spin out, but basically nothing for her to do anything with. No information. He basically was scared. He doesn't know what he's feeling. He's just feeling overwhelmed. He's worried this isn't right. He doesn't want to say something wrong. So he's basically like half saying what he's feeling. But then he's like, I want to like sit on this more and think about it more before I talk. And she's like, cool.
1: That's Completely (laughs) ineffective like weird conversation yeah. i thought it was weird like, and then, cool,
0: you're just gonna leave her hanging yeah, yeah he brings
1: up he brings up all this stuff and then he's like i don't know let's just sleep on it or if you're Bao, let's just snore on it but uh <laughs> it's neither here nor there um very weird
0: yeah so but then like bless bow the next day she just takes it all in stride. She's like, we're going to rally. We've got a housewarming party. We have friends coming mm-hmm. over. And deep down, I was really hoping that Johnny getting to see her with friends was going to help him see her in a different light. Um, In general, I think that this party went a very long way in improving in things. But, I
1: was like this. Uh, when they were setting up, Yeah, I was thinking, this is the worst Time to be having a oh, housewarming totally, party in, 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 in their relationship. Yeah,
0: terrible. And sh- okay. <laughs> so her friends come over first. They give him a wedding gift. Mm-hmm. It is a book about like how to please women sexually. Basically. She comes
1: first, I believe. She comes
0: first. Great name.
1: With a guava. With a big
0: papaya on papaya.
1: it. Papaya. There you go.
0: That's obviously vaginal. Um oh is it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Johnny says, Ugh. Well, first he's like, What is this? To the fruit? Like, as if like That's it's just said, a yeah. random blob. Yeah. And then they're like, I think it's a papaya, and he's like, I don't eat papaya.
1: Code word. Is it
0: code for him? Ugh. Does it mean he doesn't go downtown? Or was he <laughs> just joking?
1: I don't know. That was a big Uh,
0: red flag for uh, everyone.
1: (sighs) I was thinking like.
0: I'm like, oh, that's why you've been single for eight years, Johnny. Because you don't (laughs) eat fucking papaya.
1: (laughs) I would say 60%. I think it was 60%. I mean.
0: I mean, would it surprise you if you didn't?
1: Mr. Mr. Shower four time times free. before yeah, coming would to not bed. Ugh, uh, sixty forty. He doesn't eat papaya. Forty percent. He was <laughs> he was joking, but the uh, way he delivered it made yeah. it seem like
0: well, and he he's asked, not like, a he's so fan confused of... to get this book, and like it was weird. And like, well, bro, you've been him? talking.
1: You've been the one bringing up sex. Exactly. At, like the group ha- Oh my god. No.
0: Well, and I think. And
1: he's been, like, he's the one who's like I'm so uh, I'm so physical and so physical.
0: Right. And come to find out from little things that Bala said she's much more physical and sexual than she's letting That's on. That's what I'm saying. I
1: wrote he's a walking con- contradiction yeah. with, with all of this. Yeah. Oh, I'm like sheepish boy now. I don't eat papaya. What is this <laughs> book? It, when really he's like, "Oh, I'm just so physical." And she's the one who's saying she's so physical. I He's all over the fucking place.
0: Well, and I think because he has chosen to not view her as a sexual being. He doesn't think that she's like, that's what he decides that getting this sex book is weird or finding out that in her past, she's typically actually done sex too soon, in her opinion. That's weird and a surprise. It's like, fuck you that you've decided that Bao is not sexy enough for you and thus not sexual. Yeah. That was freaking sexual, but you've pigeonholed her and made her feel like she's not. And so you're not going to get to see that side of her. No. And she's kind of weirdly plays into the part. Yeah. Which I feel like perpetuates it, but I think it's because he's not giving her anything that shows that he sees her. It's just this horrible cycle. Yeah. So anyways, it's interesting. No she's papaya to her- Johnny. <laughs> she's talking to her friends. And she's, like, being honest about her assessment, but she's, like, I think he's, like, 90% into me. Mm. And I'm sitting there, like, wow, Bao. Like, really? Yeah. And then literally cut to him talking to the guys, which was very awkward. He says he's 65% in it. I'm like, how did we end up both percentiling and we're both of very all, off?
1: Of all of, like, at the beginning of the episode, all of Bao's correct analyses of what's going on in their relationship, yeah. she is way off the mark with thinking that Johnny is that. Exactly, exactly.
0: I think because she's, it's a classic case of, like, she really believes in the potential. Us s- hetero women tend to make a lot of choices based off of potential. It's just a thing. Mm. Okay, the next second, though, he's talking to her friends, saying, the only thing that needs to happen next is intimacy. And that's when I was just like, (laughs) you have fully lost me, Johnny. Like, really? After you just shit on the papaya book? (laughs) 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 Papaya book. But then, okay, so everybody leaves... Bedtime again, awkward pillow talk. I don't like their pillow talk. I don't don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. uncomfortable. But she is such a freaking grown-up. It's a really good example of when you've got two partners stuck in, like, a shitty cycle, and, like, who can see the truth of the situation and a way to fix it sooner? Oftentimes, it's not the person that maybe in if we're talking fair or just oftentimes that it, like it's maybe not fair that that person be the one to have to stop the cycle and yet if you're the one that becomes aware of it first it is your job i mean that's like the ultimate emotional maturity that i just feel like grows in a relationship over time
1: as the cycle stopper normally
0: um, I, de- <laughs> I definitely
1: know what you're talking about, uh-huh. you know, it's yeah. come, you got to be humble sometimes, yeah. even though, you know, <laughs> that's the primary stopper of cycles. Okay,
0: enough. <laughs> um, but I just was impressed. She decides that she's going to take this moment to really affirm him in the way that in spite of how distraught he was last night, he really showed up today. He really helped her decorate. He got into the whole thing. And then he was really kind to her friends and he made an effort and she just like affirms him up the wazoo, tells him like, you were so kind or, oh, I wrote, she is so kind, (laughs) Uh, but acknowledges how she sees that he's sincere and that he can really pull together in hard times, even when he's distraught. I just wrote, he didn't deserve this in my opinion, but it does seem to very much calm him. And he, she's just a great communicator, and it feels like this whole moment, like, really puts him at ease.
1: I know. I wrote in my notes, they're suddenly okay. Yeah. Like I was, <laughs> what the hell had just happened I feel here? Like they
0: needed to have like yeah. everything shaken up, see each other in a different way. But I was just like, stop pecking, then. Yeah. Like they, they like have this beautiful little resolution in bed, and then they're just like. Ugh. I'm like, please make out at this point. But from the preview, they clearly have sex next week, and it's great. So I'm excited about that. Oh, I forgot about Remember? that part. She's like, we're really happy right now. Oh, <laughs> It's funny. Uh. Okay, let's move into Gil and Mirla. Yes.
1: Okay. Um, so they start with the budget talk.
0: Yeah. This was a hilarious table turn.
1: Very, very oh after my so uh, yeah.
0: I'm like after all of the shit you have been giving her for just liking nice things come to find she has way more savings than you. She has a way smarter way of like she's way more like plan oriented.
1: She pays her credit card off every month.
0: Yeah, she has no debt. She carries no debt. This woman, and it comes, she only shops a few times a year. He, uh, I just, Gil's gotta let this one go because it's not a good look. And now that we know how imbalanced what they have is and the way they deal with that. Now it's an even worse look for Gil because oh. it looks like he's jealous.
1: Now it I looks don't like want It like he's trying
0: to put her down because he feels insecure about the fact that she does make more than him and she can afford these things and still save more than you.
1: Yeah. After this whole budget talk, I am like, I don't want to hear another word Peep. about the Louboutins, no nothing like that. No. Because she's... we we Just like we kind of assumed, she is financially stable has savings is not running up is not going to run up someone's credit card yes. give me a break drop it gill move on she can
0: afford her friggin lifestyle yes more than afford it gill only spends 150 dollars on groceries every three weeks which is basically in my mind once a month i mean i know you live we live in california so we probably pay more for groceries than most states in the country. But Yeah, but that we're really not talking me.
1: about like it's How not like Cheez It's or 50 cents in Houston and three dollars well, here. He eats
0: really healthily. I could imagine him. I bet you he eats like Jacob from season twelve.
1: Like oh, he just eats oh, yeah. eggs, eggs, steaks, steaks,
0: protein shakes, and like probably like stuffs lettuce in his mouth
1: i'm wondering if but like, like any of that expensive. is work related like if they're spl- oh that's true, if they're splitting meals,
0: meals at- are provided when you stay at the station
1: yeah that's so a great maybe the- point thank you
0: so he's really only home half the month
1: yeah so that number makes a little bit yeah more sense. and
0: he's all shocked at her spending 350 a month i'm like a month that is still really reasonable
1: I thought it was a little bit more than that or no. more frequently. Okay. No. 3. Yeah, no. He, he
0: no, is... he was just all put off that she didn't know at first how much she spent a month on groceries cuz she said, "I don't really count that." And he acts like, "Oh my god." And she sits there and she goes through her statements really quickly, they add them up. Yeah. And she's like, "Okay, 350." And he gets this like eye bulge. I'm like, "Bro, what the hell?" But I have to say, I love this suggestion. I love that Pastor Cal told them to do this. Mm -hmm. I think this is a great exercise. It gets it all out on the table. And now, like, his rude comments don't really have legs to stand on. No. And they are feeling, like I said, they're starting to feel more rude than funny. And we'll talk about that when we get into the family party. Um, But yeah, I just thought it was funny. I'm like, oh, now he doesn't have any red flags about her. And really, the red flags are about him because it appears that his retirement or his 401 is very minimal, and that seems to be his only version of savings. Like he doesn't also have any kind of savings account.
1: Yeah, there it's was in some weird. It's I, in I, I didn't know if that was like a way of him setting up an account over there to be essentially like send money to his family there.
0: Well, he does that too, but I think that's separate. Okay, he's basically saying my savings account is in Colombia but actually it's a retire. I don't get it. Yeah, I actually really don't sure get it, that. but now she's very concerned. Um, I am curious. I feel like the sending money home, I think she understands that, but I bet you they'll talk about it more. Cause that seems to always be an issue at first. It has for been a new issues, couple. Yeah.
1: Um, I have, so they come back from the group hangs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And I loved oh, what Mira yes. said. So Gil, Gil is like, what'd you guys talk about? What'd you guys talk about? And, and Mira says, we didn't get into details. It's five girls. We could have been there for 24 hours. And I was like, ah, yeah, I know that. I know. I, I can see that happening <laughs> when you've gone out. I'm like, wait, how long did you sit at the dinner
0: table? After?
1: Yeah, that was very relatable.
0: Yeah, and she was, like, being a little more protective Mm -hmm. of the women's, like, stories and stuff. Love Gil, though, because Gil is us with each other. Gil loves the hot goss, and he wants to talk the hot goss as much as possible, so he comes, he, his eyes are, like, a light. They're sparkling, and he's like, tell me all about it. And she barely gives anything, and he's like, okay, well, I've got some scoop for you. Yeah. And it's, like, fully, and I I was just dying at that image, so he's, like, sparkly and giddy to tell her, like, what he's learned about some of the other couples, and she's just sitting there putting popcorn kernels <laughs> in her mouth, like, she's, like, watching a really important show, mm-hmm. and it was just the cutest, funniest thing to yeah, me.
1: Yes, very relatable.
0: Yeah, very relatable. Um... Oh, and then we see the FaceTime with the mom. Yeah. And and we never saw, we had not seen that clip before from the wedding of Her, the recording yes. of the mom's message. Okay, what did you make of the, that? Did you have any concerns about that? No, The way Mirla made the shoe comment like four times. No, I
1: I don't know. I mean, I I think she probably felt a little bit uncomfortable. You know, it's a little awkward to meet, you know, to be in this experiment and be meeting a mom like that. My big concern, overarching concern Mm -hmm. with Gil, and I can't remember if I said it in last week's pod, but I definitely wrote it in my notes in last week's pod as well as this week. The joking has gone too far. Yeah. The the princessing, the 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 joking, it's starting to get a little too much for me. Yeah,
0: and it's starting to bother her. You yeah. can tell. And she's being such a good sport about it. When you really think about it and you really take in how often he's making these comments. So, from here, let's fast forward to House, you know, house Forming. Yeah. Okay, this is where Gil's gossip queen, like communicator over communicator this is where it really like isn't good mm-hmm. for lack of a better I was trying to find a good phrase and I couldn't find it it's just this is where it's not cute anymore he is putting all of their business on blast while they're just sitting there in the kitchen Very and none of these are mirrorless friends
1: one person is
0: Oh, right, that yes. one guy. Yes, Deion. I was like,
1: Deion where is. are No, I, her I was people? like, where are her friends? Yeah. Like, of I'm... course she's going to get annoyed with this conversation. It was just very... Uh, I just because... thought it
0: was so weird. Like, what? Well, okay, first we need to address the, the friend that's a girl who was the most involved. Mm-hmm. Like, the wife of someone. She seems great. Like, if anything, she's overdoing it at the party to make everything comfortable. There was a point, though, where I'm like, just shut up. She's, she's like, she was... oh, my God. You're like the female version of Gil. And I think the entirety of America collectively just went, "Huh? Yeah. Like, you don't know, you don't know Mirla, clearly. <laughs> um, or
1: maybe you don't know your friend Gil. Right, I don't know. right. You're not, you don't know In something. In which case, why are you here? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, he needs to stop joking about her standards. It's starting to get annoying. It's just awkward. Like, he was telling her stuff. Oh, because then we get into the. We get into the. Gil decides that he's gonna tell everyone in front of Mirla, but as if Mirla's not there. Because Mirla's not participating in this. She doesn't think this is cute. No. She doesn't think this is funny. This is not her style. So she's not jumping in going, like, in a way, maybe we would be. Yeah. Like, she's not jumping in going, well, yeah, but he does this, blah, 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 blah. And, like, no, this is Gil going, well, my big thing was to everyone. She told me that she would not change her lifestyle for me at all. And I think that and of course that freaks everybody out because it is a really big like blanket statement that sh- that made us feel uncomfortable in the beginning.
1: But what we have to define what that what that means. Well, exactly
0: and <laughs> you what know. we have learned since is that Cons- it sounded bad on principle, but her whole point of holding to that really strongly is because she absolutely knows that she can afford this while still planning for her future. This
1: is a di- you can use the word lifestyle to describe two I'm going to give you two completely different scenarios. On the one hand, you have Mirla who likes nice things, can't afford it, fine. That's her that's what I'm gathering, that's her lifestyle. She it's not like that's you know, that's what that's what they mean by this. On the other hand, you have you take someone like Virginia from last season. Mm-hmm. She wants to be out every night. She want is fine spending the night at her friend's house, going to bars. That is her lifestyle. These are two completely different things. Well, so I think on the
0: that, she can afford it,
1: Mirla. Oh, yeah. It, but yes. Yes. But what I'm saying is these are two different personality traits, different things that are both getting gapped in in lifestyle. So when you say you to make s-
0: it seem, yes, I get what you're getting at.
1: You, you, you make it seem like if someone says, I'm not changing my lifestyle. Well, we have to look at what we mean by the word lifestyle. Right, right. You know, is it shopping that you can afford or going to clubs Running up five nights car. a week and going? Yeah.
0: Running up the credit card every week like going shopping every week mm-hmm. that is not what's happening yes yeah so i just felt like it was weird because i felt like gil is kind of putting her on blast in a way oh, that for was sure not i totally that felt cool. that way. Yeah. Um, and kind of speaking to them but he sees no issue like he, no. he's just like having the great time he's such an open communicator but it's like you don't get to do that on behalf of your partner. Now you have to consider, will she be comfortable with me sharing this, you yeah. know? And I don't think he's quite learned that yet. Um I do think it's interesting again because Mirla is less expressive. So she at the girls' hang and in front of everyone, she talks about how pretty briefly, but she always says how easy and delightful it has been to be living with Gil. And it surprises me every time because she is so non-expressive. Yes. Every time she says, oh yeah, honestly, I love it. Waking up every day, like, it's just, it's easy and it's been surprising me how easy it is. I every time, I'm surprised.
1: I was caught off guard by that too. It seemed like her and Brett were having the best time in terms of, like, living with their partner. Because Brett made, Brett made a similar couple. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um...
1: I love when she said, I am a signature dish. I'm not a cookie cutter. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I love that too. I wrote that too. The only thing, so then there's that friend that pulls her aside and wants to talk to her more. Um, I got very confused because she basically tells, oh, so they're talking about the money stuff more. Mm -hmm. And she's like. I think the biggest scary thing for me was learning that he's not driven by money at all because I want a family. I want a home. And those things all cost money. And you can tell that this friend, like, that makes it click for him. Like, we're not talking about this completely spoiled bitch who, like, intends to live in a palace. Mm -hmm. Like, we're talking about someone who just really wants to be able to comfortably afford her future. And he gets that. Um, but then she goes, I think she's talking about, oh, well, she just says she was like, when I found that out, that for me was a deal breaker. Mm. And then we get kind of left hanging and I'm like, wait, what? I was like, wait, so was it a deal breaker then? And now we've moved past it or is this something that you're actually still focused on and you're just not talking about it much? Yeah, I do think in general. Mirla's at I mean she I think we would both say she's growing on us every week mm-hmm. because I think she's softening every week mm-hmm. because she feels more safe and comfortable. Her and Gil have gotta make out and I think it's coming.
1: Okay. I need to ask you about this. So Gil talks to Gil talks to Mirla's friend Dion about the kissing stuff. Uh-huh. They from what I thought I heard. He was asking about p d a and he goes, "Oh no, she's not really like that. I have never seen her pDAing anyone in the eighteen years that we've been friends. That is mm. fucking crazy to me.
0: yeah, some people don't pDA though
1: I know, but but you've been friends with with someone for eighteen years and you've never seen them like." That's a long. I, it's just like so long, and a lot of dates and boyfriends. You would think I don't know.
0: Yeah, it I would mean, just, she's was just clearly f- weird about that stuff. Yeah, she doesn't want to do that in public. Yeah, I feel like there's random ways that she's like super old school. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's weird. It also needs to be said that Gil on Unfiltered peeps. They absolutely seem like they are still together. Yeah, he talks about her. With so much respect. And like he talks about her like he is currently in love with her. Yeah. And talks about why it 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 sounds like a husband vouching for his wife in public. Mm-hmm. You know? And mm-hmm. explaining why the kissing really actually in the long run didn't bother him. And you're like, huh? But it's also kind of cute. So I'm just intrigued by them. Because yeah. nothing about how they first seemed... Yeah, I don't yeah. know. They're both growing on me. And, I know. And yeah.
1: I'm like, oh, wow. I was saying at the beginning of this season, like, there's 0% chance that they yeah. stay together. That's bad prognosticating on my part.
0: Well, it's also, like, good reality TV that it would lead us. It would confuse us.
1: Yeah. Let's go to Brett and Ryan. Okay. Um, We have a little workout sesh. Ryan and his friend. <laughs> Wait, Brett his has-
0: friend asking if they've been intimate while doing... Bicep curls just, like, hurt my soul.
1: have
0: you been intimate?
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, not yet. Totally yet, but... Uh, <laughs> three more reps. Nice form, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: he basically tells his friend that his concern is her anxiety. But that was it.
1: Yeah. I thought his way of describing the kayaks... He mis- misrepresented the kayak situation a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, she's on the one hand saying, like... She's talking to her friend over mimosas and was like, yeah, like, I did it. And, I, you know, I didn't want to, but, you know, maybe I would do it again. And he's like, she was, I'm like, I'm not going to get in this kayak thing anymore. You yeah, know my take I'm on it. I'm done
0: with the fucking kayak and the manatee moment.
1: How did you think the housewarming went?
0: I think overall it went very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting, his friend's wife. She w- was weirding me out a little bit. She wanted to say a lot and like be the motivational relationship coach mm. and she kind of speaks like a cult leader. Like she was very <laughs> nice, but she was saying stuff where it was like, "Do you know Ryan?" Like she was talking to Brett and she was like,
1: "Oh, oh yeah. Just be
0: gentle. You know, it's so important to be gentle. Isn't he just so gentle?" And Brett looks at her and is like,
1: "Um, I don't think I've I seen think the gentle that's yet."
0: So <laughs> that side um she definitely implies that the friend like she's still waiting for him to share more of his feelings i loved brett's friends though mm-hmm. overall you know and i i thought that they really had her back in a great way like what they did choose to share with ryan and the advice they gave and at the end their synopsis where the friend was like You know, it might be kind of cheesy, but it really is simple with Brett. Like, if you water her, she will grow. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really cute. Um,
1: I love the foundation that this couple's building.
0: I do, too. Because I feel like it's just been, like, it's been a steady growth. A slow but steady growth. And I think that they just keep surprising each other, Mm -hmm. which is really cute. But I do need Ryan... To give more. Yeah. And you can tell that that's all... I mean, because a part of this is just personality differences. But he's really... Like, she shouldn't have to yank it all out of him. Like, Mm -hmm. he's got to... He's got to start, like, giving her a little more. But it was funny I think we're
1: due for, like, a grand gesture of sorts.
0: Definitely. He keeps saying he wants to go slow. We're going slow on purpose. We made this plan together. But then in the other side of his mouth, like... He wants to have sex with her and he thinks that that's like going to be the next blah, blah, like, yeah, level up, you know, it's so funny. I mean, it's very it's just so predictable with all these guys. Yeah, they're always talking out both sides of their mouth. Yeah,
1: Uh, it's really important to go slow. And then I
0: think the only thing missing for us is really the intimacy, you know, (laughs) you're like guy. So for me, I just feel like right now I like where they're headed. And they have really surprised me, but yeah. I didn't have any like deep no. juicy notes yeah, about no, them at this either. point because no. I just think they're on a good track.
1: I think, yeah, I think it's time for Ryan to do like
0: a nice, a, a romantic thing,
1: a romantic date. You know, get the write rose. her
0: like a love letter or like say a nice little speech that like really yeah. gasses her up and makes her feel like I am really into you.
1: Yeah, have a nice dinner. Maybe some papaya for dessert. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> my goodness.
1: I'm, I'm talking about, like, the fruit, actually. Like,
0: fruit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rachel and Jose.
1: Um, so they start off shopping, plant <laughs> shopping. Plant shopping. I love this. I think this is a really cute idea in theory. Yeah. Like, a fun date idea. Yeah. Um, He's
0: definitely bugging her here, though.
1: I I mean I just have, I think it's interesting the so they have like one of those they obviously don't have room for a garden but they have a balcony and they or they have room for one of those like over the banister type
0: yeah planters and
1: I think it's really interesting the choices of vegetables and things that they get they pretty much end up with a variety of lettuces mm-hmm. to grow in a like sixteen
0: well, they get cilantro butter lettuce kale kale did they end up getting kale?
1: i don't know it looked like (laughs) it's just like if you have one of those things you it seems like you'd want to like maximize it with maybe herbs you know like more of an herb or peppers or something yeah and they just like this thing is very small there's only so much like let it, You're not even, I don't even know if you're going to be able to get a full salad out of what you're producing. Well, and I think that she was,
0: quite frankly, very disappointed because she just wanted to get cute fucking plants for the house. And she doesn't really know what she's doing, but she just thought this would be fun. And they get there and come to find, Jose actually had a very clear plan already in advance. So he wanted herbs for cooking. He's got an opinion on every pick. And, like, he's being, like... There's nothing wrong. I mean, and it's pretty cool. She was like, I feel like at the end of the day, he's the cook, so I can't really argue with him. And it's like, that's kind of true. Yeah. Um, he's making the tacos, and it is a very cute idea that you could go, like, snip some cilantro in front of everyone for your housewarming party. However, Rachel is a person that part of what makes things fun for her is what we don't know about the thing yet. She likes to be like, let's just go plant shopping and see what happens. And then, like, see what she's drawn to. Yeah. And pretty much off from the jump, he's like, okay, so I'd like us to go over here. I'd really want some cilantro. And I was thinking if we could get a lettuce. And she's kind of eye-rolling. What, I, what I'm not clear on yet with her, because there's times where she makes a, a side comment, you know, like in an interview about this part of him, and she does truly seem... Deeply concerned, and kind of freaked out, and very annoyed. And those glimpses, I'm always like, okay, is that all it is in this moment? And, like, all of the other stuff is so delicious for you that you, you're you willing to, like, deal with that? Or is this more of an undercurrent fear than, like, you're talking about? hmm And we're, like, going to get an explosion at some point. Yeah. Because, Yeah. So, I mean, I thought that the, everything went well with the family overall, but once again, he's bragging about his houses. He's bringing up how our one issue is our differences in budgeting. He is obsessed with the joint account and he wants, I would have been pissed off if I was her, that he brought that up in front of everyone and got everybody to weigh in on it. And then. What does he do? He breaks out the whiteboard. (sighs) He breaks out the whiteboard, which, yes, he has brought to their new apartment. And I don't know where it has been. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he thinks it's funny. And he's grabbed it and is holding it above his
1: head. I want to know if there's if this is a secondary whiteboard. Because the whiteboard was attached to the wall. This isn't like a mobile whiteboard.
0: Well, there might have been hooks.
1: But he's ripped it off the wall. Look at my debt-free
0: whiteboard! Here's my thing with him with this money thing. He is trying to pretend like he's receiving this new wisdom from Pastor Cal. um, That, and from some of the other guys. That everybody is different and that not one of these ways is wrong. They're just different. And you've got to find a way to meet in the middle. He's trying to act like he's on board with that now and he gets that, but he clearly doesn't actually believe it in his bones because deep down, he still believes that he is the right one and she is the wrong one. And so this is, he's talking out both sides of his mouth even at this event. He says one thing, but you know, there's just differences. But I told her, you know, we need the joint account, and if there's anything left, then we can, we can talk about that. I'm just like, you're, I you've got to calm down. That
1: is my biggest overarching issue with him is, because uh, I wrote, I said, he's not listening to Pastor Cal at all Yeah. because he said, you know, this whole travel thing, he's holding firm and Pastor Cal said, you can't snuff this out. This is who she is. You're going to have to adapt to it. And once again, it's another example of like saying all the right things. Right. You know, when they're having this conversation about finances at the housewarming, everyone is saying, "Yeah, you know, there's no right, wrong way." You, oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely. No, yeah, yeah. But really, my way's the right way. Right. You know, exactly. and It's bothering me a lot.
0: And she, I think, is expressing the mental it notes in a way, are getting collected. Oh, she's making lots of mental notes, and
1: it's only a matter of time.
0: Yeah, and she, and she says that he is dismissive towards her passion for travel. And I think that that's a great way to put it. Like I hadn't thought of that as a way to describe it, but that is what it is. He's yeah, treating dismissive. it like it's this like childish dream of hers that isn't realistic and isn't mature. And mm-hmm. it's like fuck you. This is one of her life values. Like she's decided that this is important as her like on her time on this planet. That she wants to prioritize this. Yeah. So you can't, just because you don't get it or you don't feel the same drive, you cannot just write it off like it's her getting her nails done. That's Mm -hmm. not what it is. Um, I'm fascinated by this stepmom of his because she's (laughs) always more concerned with Rachel than she is with Jose. And I kind of love it, even though it's really awkward as a dynamic.
1: It's a very interesting (laughs) dynamic. But
0: she take they end up going and speaking just the girls. And I'm obsessed with the fact that the mom, basically, her words, of the stepmom's words of wisdom are like, do not give up all of your control, no yeah. matter what he says. I'm not convinced that Jose has friends. I'm going to also say that. Mm. It wouldn't really surprise me with his lifestyle and stuff.
1: Maybe that's why he's jumping so deeply into this group of guys. Yeah.
0: He really wants it.
1: Yeah. He's like, "Would well, you need me to come help? Meet by bow address with you? I'll go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, again, I think overall, they have really surprised me too, and mm-hmm. they seem very happy to I mean he's obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of is she as equally obsessed as she seems most of the time, or are all the mental notes
1: becoming a, a mental novel. Giant- giant- <laughs>
0: Mount Everest in her head and we're just like at any moment going to get a explosion. Yeah. Um, but he's got a he's got a clue in and start listening. And I would he really isn't a very good listener. And this is why I couldn't stand him when we first met him. Because yeah. Because he, he loves to talk about himself. He loves to spiel.
1: He listens so that he can talk again. Exactly.
0: That's the type of listener. Yes. Yes, 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 yes.
1: Um... Do you want to hear my power rankings?
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Okay, coming in at number five this week, we have Zach and Michaela. Mm-hmm. So they got the bat, the bottom the spots. So they got the bump. Four, Bao and Johnny. Three, Gil and Mirla. Two, Brett and Ryan. And one, Rachel and Jose. Hmm. I really wanted to shake it up a little bit more than that. But um, I want to move Brett and Ryan up. I want to move Gil and Mirla up. Yeah. The problem is, if you're coming for the top spot, you got to earn it. Or the top person you gotta really... You got to some
0: love. Oh. You got to be having sex to be <laughs> at that top spot, probably, by this point.
1: Not necessarily. Bow and Johnny have had the top spot in the past. But unless there is a dramatic fall from grace, then you can't take the top spot. You can't have it. Or unless you come out and really show us what you're working with.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay. Well, wait. What do we... I mean, next week it just seems like it gets... I hope we have some experts next week. We have yeah. an expert free week I need right to know
1: what's and... going on with Dr. Pepper Schwartz. Oh
0: my god.
1: And Dr. Viviana Coles, who are completely <laughs> MIA. And it seems like
0: Dr. Viviana cold <laughs> in her, it's, like, puka shells. In her,
1: yeah, her puka shells. Oh, the uh, power
0: just went out. Thank God we're not reliant on that for this. Yeah. Whoa.
1: Oh. I, it seems like they, um, they recorded voiceovers and interviews the whole time. And yeah. they have, because Viviana's been wearing the same thing the whole time. Yeah. It, it's very bizarre. I know. So. Um, we shall see. Only time will tell.
0: Only time will tell.
1: We have Real Housewives of Beverly Hills coming out later. Yep. Um, like, subscribe, follow at Till Death Do
0: Us Recap. Leave us a review. Very helpful. Subscribe, 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 share with your friends. Okay, great. Have an amazing rest of your weekend. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.